Boom. Episode 198 is about to begin with Mike from Stronger You Nutrition is about to begin. And this episode is jam-packed with a lot of information, just like every single episode, because we're almost at episode 200. I am so freaking excited. This episode is filled with info about how Mike started his business, how his online coaching went from zero to 350 clients within a year, and then starting the company back in 2015. And we chat about a lot of deep shit when it comes to the general population trying to eat better and stay consistent and see successful weight loss. So, you know, this is the meat and potatoes of what my show is from the very beginning. So I'm super excited to get Mike on my show and chat about this topic that's so close to my heart. Here we go. Here's Mike. Hello, boys and girls. Welcome back to another episode of Cut the Shit, Get Fit. I'm your lovely host, Rafael Matuszewski, and joining me for the first time is Mike from Stronger You Nutrition. Say hello. Hey, Rafael. How are you doing? How's the audience? Um, very happy to be here. This is, uh, is going to be a good time today. Awesome. So I always like to start the show with some easy, easy questions to get things going. So number one, what is the current book you're reading or listening uh, to? <laughs> yeah, so current book I'm reading is Why We Sleep. Um, it's one of the things we're big at at Stronger You is telling people to get the hell to sleep because not getting to sleep messes with a lot of different things. Big time. Yeah. We'll probably touch on that later today, too. Um, number two, what do you got planned for the weekend? Dude, I have nothing planned at all. I'm probably going to be in some store Christmas shopping for some last minute item, which makes me kind of just not a very happy person. <laughs> it's the worst, right? Like, I think the worst is when you feel like you're done your Christmas shopping and you're like, oh, fuck, I forgot that one person. <laughs> Dude, Christmas shopping is funny because it's like we all buy things for people that don't really want to buy those things themselves and it's yeah. stuff they don't want anyway so it's like oh hey thanks <laughs> yeah that <laughs> awkward thing like oh another yeah. pair of socks <laughs> dude i am actually really pumped to get like some socks or underwear though like it's funny you get to a certain age and you actually welcome those things <laughs> that's awesome um what is the current netflix or tv series you are currently watching uh, so I just finished Game of Thrones. Um, nice. I was I was late to the game with that one, and then I, you know, FOMO was kicking in, and I'm like, I cannot, I can't just see these posts and not know what the heck's going on. <laughs> so I just finished that um, on season two of Ozark, episode five or so. It's getting good now. Nice. What did, What did you think of Game of Thrones so far? It's like one of the best shows in the world. Yeah. It's insane. I'm not like. I mean, I'm kind of into that like fantasy world stuff, but this is—it's just so good. It's—it's it's hardly even fantasy. It's just so deep. Yeah, I, I think what I enjoy the most is like after finishing like a season, reading online like all the fan theories, and I'm like, oh my god, I really hope this happens. Dude, that's the best part of I think like all these shows and these movies now is like there's so many videos and discussion yeah. out there that it just make that experience in that movie that much better. Yeah. Actually, a funny like thing is, um, I just finished the season two of Making a Murderer, and just seeing the stuff online where there's like memes of like 
a guy like on his computer late at night and the wife's behind him's like honey go to bed he's like no i need to figure out who killed this woman right (laughs) yeah i we were gonna start that my fiance and i the other day the second season i was like eh we kind of know what happens like i don't even you know it sucks it's weird nobody really understands but i don't know if i want to invest time into that Uh, the second season's pretty good i actually (laughs) liked it better than the first one but uh yeah yeah um, so from there, let's actually get a little intro to who you are, what you do, and how did you get into this industry in the first place? Uh, yeah, my name is Mike Dola. Um, I started Stronger You Nutrition. It's a online nutrition company that's uh, really just out there to make people a little bit better, whether that's health improvements, body composition, performance. We want to be able to provide uh, accountability, community, and education to each and every one of our clients. Um, I started kind of accidentally and kind of in a cliche way in the industry. You know, a lot of people are kind of into this stuff and they're like, oh, maybe I can make this a job. Uh, my, my journey was a little unconventional. I didn't start in nutrition. I started in training, but I realized people's results were heavily um, based on what they were eating and the habits based around that more so than the, the workouts. So uh, a failed garage gym led me to the Internet. Awesome. So what what made you like spark interest in training in the first place? Because a lot of people have those stories where they're like either the fat kid or they were the scrawny guy and they wanted to get girls. What was kind of your story into the fitness industry? So I don't really – so this is funny because I know imposter syndrome is huge in this industry and this is part of the reason why I have it at times because I don't have this like crazy transformation I didn't lose 100 pounds. I didn't gain like 80 pounds of muscle. I'm not like some ultra marathon runner or anything like that. I'm like a normal dude who's kind of fit that used to be skinny fat and can lift okay amount of weights now. So it's kind of weird because I I always think like, oh man, maybe I can't relate to this person because I didn't have that struggle. But after helping like so many people, you really start understanding what matters and what doesn't. And I like how you brought up how to relate to a person because that's like 99% of how to train people. But if you had to get advice to like some newer coaches that might have some difficulty connecting to an individual, like what are some common things that, you know, you've seen over the years with so many nutrition clients like that they have in common that you can kind of just like pinpoint like that's where I need to go to connect to that person? Dude, I think it's it's funny because I'm kind of known for like living on Facebook. Like I just connect with everyone on Facebook all over the place. And I think just having conversations with people, having them know that you give a shit about them and understanding their lives is so valuable because it's not just like a spreadsheet you're looking at or an email you're, you're kind of uh, reviewing. It's like, holy shit, I know this person is into this thing it affects that part of their life and we're going to try to make this nutrition solution fit whatever they whatever their lifestyle is rather than just saying hey you want to lose fat go do this so what what kind of clients are coming to stronger you nutrition like is it the general population or just dudes trying to get jacked (laughs) so it's a little of everything we've had uh the age ranges probably are between like 13 years old to 85 we have a bunch of registered dietitians on staff so we can accommodate anyone's need um athletes we've had some celebrities we've had uh mostly general population though that just wants to feel better awesome so like what 
I guess this would be more of like a marketing question. Like when you market Stronger You Nutrition, like who are you trying to attract? Is it more the general population? So it, it's funny because you always hear from like the marketing gurus and fitness business coaches, like you have to have a niche. You have to know who your target audience is. And our thing really is so broad and generalized that we don't really market to any specific person. It's more about like, hey, if you want to perform better, be healthier, and improve your body composition, we are the people that can help you do that. That's awesome. Like, I, I, it's interesting because like nutrition is such a huge, broad spectrum, right? Like, even when I explain to like new clients how I coach nutrition, I'm like, well, it really depends on you. Like, right. we can take it from the most basic thing, like let's focus on getting more water, to like, all right, let's start tracking macros if you're that advanced, but. Um, I'm kind of curious, like, how do you guys coach? Like, what's your jam? Like, what's your system? So we, so it's interesting you say um, the macro tracking is more advanced. And I know a lot of people do think that. Like, the PN approach is like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Those people are like level three. They're not, like, worthy of the macro tracking. But we start people right away with that because I don't think there's any better tool in both, like, knowing what's actually happening and building habits than tracking your food intake. And I like to just go full force, like let's get it over with, let's learn it, let's make sure you know what's actually happening because food is such an emotional thing and if you're not where you wanna be, you're probably not really aware of what's happening and tracking is going to solve that issue. Yeah, like I like getting people to track if they're brand new because then, you know, one, they have an idea of where their calories at and two, where their macros are at as well. And a lot of times it's like, oh, I only eat 13% of protein in my macro breakdown. I'm like, yeah, right. you definitely need to eat more protein. Oh, yeah, man. It's even from a strategic standpoint. Like I think one of the best pieces of general advice you can give is just like eat more chicken breast. Like you're not going to get – too many calories extra in where you're going to gain some weight and it's going to make you full and just perform better and everything is going to just fall into place. Awesome. So if you had like a brand new client just starting with you like today, what are some of the like foundations or like starting steps that you would go through? So we have um, we have all our clients fill out a pretty uh, pretty lengthy questionnaire, everything from you know, what their goal is, what their gender is, what their height, weight, um, what their expectations in a coach is. I think that's a big one. Um, what their dedication level is, because, you know, with that, if someone's like, oh, I'm a one dedication dedication level, I don't really want to do this thing. Our approach is going to have to be different to that person. They might, they might get a little bit more flexibility in coaching from us than the, say, the five, the five rating dedication guy. That guy, maybe they would do anything to see results. So we gather a bunch of information there. We start people with um, their set macronutrients. We tell them why. We uh, give them a little welcome packet, and we set them up in our Stronger You community where there's, I think, 13,000 people right now that are all just hanging out, helping each other. That's awesome. Um, I'm also kind of curious with, like, you know, what made you want to start Stronger You? Like, what did you like wake up one day and have this like revelation like, okay, I need to start a nutrition company? Dude, it, like I was, it, it's funny because I, I enjoyed the fitness nutrition thing like from years of like messing around with it myself. 
And I realized how wrong people were about nutrition. And it might sound crazy, but I think part of it was like, I know some shit and I can't stand to see people get this wrong and get so frustrated that they're just not getting anywhere. They're spinning their wheels. They're jumping from fad diet to fad diet. And I'm like, shit, man, you need to approach this in a scientific way, mix it with a little strategy and psychology and everything's going to work out. And I just felt like it was kind of like my duty to get that shit out there. Yeah, there's a lot of crap out there, like especially on social media. And like, oh, even my clients that have been training for years, they'll still come to me like, oh, what do you think about this diet? And it's super yeah. annoying when people want to jump on something because it's just so popular at the moment. Yeah, it's it's I get it's like anything, right? Like music, movies, food, like any trend. It's they know someone that saw success and they think that this might be the magic bullet. And it's usually not. If it was, they would have found it already. What do you think the reason why a lot of people fail at weight loss cuz it's like multiple attempts for an average person before they actually find that like tipping point where they're like oh i get it now i can do this thing dude it's uh it's it's there's so much it, it's i think first is self awareness people aren't really doing what they think they're doing um i think it's a lot of people don't understand this is going to be challenging and we're kind of brought up in a world where we want things to be easy and convenient you know trips to work how we cook our food friendships relationships our cell phones everything is about convenience but dieting is like the one thing that says i don't give a shit about convenience this is going to take work and it might suck a little bit and might take more effort than you're used to and i think that's why most people aren't in shape they just they don't have the self-awareness to understand and admit that things are going wrong and they don't want to live the lifestyle it takes to actually get in shape and stay in shape yeah, I think self-awareness is huge and like I don't even know how you can teach someone that but when you're coaching uh, a client and they're obviously not I want to say following orders but following the approach you kind of laid out for them and they're kind of giving you lame excuses like how would you help uh, an online client to kind of develop that self-awareness to kind of realize like oh shit I'm late snacking again I need to stop yep. doing this <laughs> Yeah, you can set up like certain parameters and things, and I know it's like an old school myth, like don't eat after eight o'clock. But like if you set time restraints to eating and things, they can kind of dial it back because a lot of things. And I think the um, the reason that myth started was because a lot of people would just overeat snack foods after traditional dinner times. So if you limit eating times and you tell them like, hey man, like no eating in front of entertainment, no. No one's going to sit at a kitchen table alone with a stack of Doritos. Those are foods you eat while you're watching TV, Netflix, movies, whatever. So having them, you know, really practice staying within the guidelines is how you're going to unveil that self-awareness or improve that self-awareness, I should say. It's just one of those things, man. People don't – they need practice because yeah. I don't think people are – they're not malicious about it. Yeah, there's some people that are just full of crap and will – tell you they're doing well when they know they're not. But people generally, I think, are overweight because of just so many little things adding up. And, like, I, I always say that to my clients, too, is the little things that matter. Yeah. And, you know, just starting with baby steps sometimes is going to lead you in the right path. Like, going from zero to, you know, a long list of stuff of 
to do's and to not do's, like you're, you're just going to set yourself up for failure. That's why I always tell people like, okay, if you have just one thing to focus on and then did that for the entire year and you kept to it, like you'd see a huge, huge change in your life. Oh yeah. I'm certain we could see awesome success in clients. If we just said, stop eating out so much and stop drinking so much alcohol. (laughs) That alone would probably account for 50% of their potential results. It's crazy, like just alcohol in general, like just one thing. Like, I've done this with a couple clients where when they started filling out some like food logs, and I saw like they would always write down Starbucks. And I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, well, what are you having at Starbucks? And I can't remember the exact drink, but this one client in particular, she was drinking like a venti frap or something. And I went online on their Starbucks website to see how many calories it was. And she would have two of those a day. And then I started doing the math of like how many calories, sugar, and all that crap. And she was like consuming close to an extra 8,000 calories a month. I'm like, holy fuck, like that one thing right there. And like all we did was like change it to, changed it to a grande instead. And within a month, she lost four pounds. And that was the only thing she changed. That's, that's why I think the education of what we do is so important because people don't even know. Like they think if they yeah. drink something, it's not – it's not. A, it's literally like having a cheeseburger and a Coke. Like it's, it's crazy, man. It's fun to like really dive into things and see these issues when people like have that epiphany and they're like, holy shit, I can't believe I was doing so-and-so. And that's why I think tracking is so, so damn important. Yeah, and, like, I, I always go back to the basics, and I always bring this up to my show because, like, you know, sometimes when I'm, like, sitting down, like, okay, I need to write a post about something. Okay, what's kind of, like, new that I haven't learned about? But when you start, post, like, seeing what people are going through, they still need to be reminded of, like, go to sleep, get at least seven hours, drink enough yeah. water, eat enough protein, eat vegetables, but in, like, a different way of marketing it to make it more sexy. Oh, yeah. It's funny because we joke, we like somehow successfully sell calorie counting when two people who calorie counted and didn't see success, like it's because you probably didn't really do it. Yeah, honestly. (laughs) Um, Or else I got to go with that. Um, Like, why do you think like a lot of people when they start their kind of journey and they kind of see that first line of like motivation, they're super pumped. And then they kind of hit that plateau where everything kind of falls apart. What like for us coaches, like what can we do when they kind of hit that point to like make sure they're still going in the right direction? Yeah. So that's, that's a big one, man. Like people, they'll be on point for a few weeks and then they're just like, Oh man, I don't feel like doing this. And that's where we have to get fancy with like our coaching styles and our suggestions. I think performance goals are huge for those things. I think some other process-oriented goals are fun. I think teaching them how to eat and cook is important. It seems like nobody really knows how to cook these days. Everybody just orders and eats out. Um, Like I could eat chicken 50 different ways. Some people might hate that, but I always say like not every meal has to be a celebration. And when you keep some of your meals boring, it makes those exciting meals that much better. Yeah, definitely. Um, The other thing, too, is like a lot of people now are dealing with a lot of like emotional eating and binge eating disorders. And I'm kind of curious if you've had any clients go through that and like what was your process to kind of help them through? And at what point, if it was really bad, did you have to like refer out to 
a uh, professional. Yeah, so that stuff can get um, kind of hairy. It, it does come up, and we have some protocols internally that we have our clients go through to make sure it is true binge eating and not just like a little bit of overeating. I think there's there's big differences between like an actual issue and someone who just wanted to crush some cookies. Um, so we do have RDs that are specifically trained in that stuff. But if we can't handle it, if it is really a, I guess, therapeutic issue, we definitely will refer out. But I think um, one of the big things just in general for people that think they might be binge eating is to document like their thoughts before it happens. Like what is leading them to those foods? Why are those foods around them? And what can they do to maybe not ever reach for them in the first place? And I think uh, like that's the same, kind of the same thing I do with my clients is like if you have an episode like that, like think about it or write it down of like what led up to the moment and what how did you feel after? Was there some sort of like work situation? Was there like are you stressed out more than usual? Like did you just have a shitty conversation with a boyfriend, girlfriend? Like certainly those little things can like have a huge ripple effect and a lot of people find comfort in food but what's interesting to me is like how people like get to food as their comfort and not something else it's i think our job is so much deeper than we really think and i won't pretend that we should play therapist but we definitely as a collective group have to have deeper conversations with people and really see why things are happening and you mentioned stress i think man that's like that's like the thing that ruins people's bodies and health man not only just because of what stress is doing but what it causes yeah like do you do you ever try to coach people to lower their stress levels like do you guys have like certain protocols or anything like that i mean there's like nothing real formal but it's general advice like i'm the type of dude and i used to be stressed out about like the dumbest shit but then i thought of it like there's like two buckets of stress you have the bucket you can move, which is shit you can control, and then you have the bucket that's just so heavy you can't move it and you just have to live with it sitting in the middle of your room. And that's like the stuff you just can't change. And I think we need to be better at accepting that we can't control certain things and we have to be better at knowing that there's a lot of things we can control and a lot of things are our fault and we are kind of responsible to do something about it if we want to see it change. And I think a lot of people, too, they just take on more than what they can take. Like, I have this one client in particular where she works, like, 14-hour days. Her commute is, like, two hours every day. And then she also likes to train for, like, full marathons almost all year long. And then, like, has to take care of her dogs and kids. And I'm like, holy crap, like, how are you going to make, you know, nutrition and like just health in general a priority if you have so much shit going on right and someone like that probably just needs to keep their diet super simple not worry about all these complicated recipes and all this complicated nutrient timing and just stick to the basics but really like you probably have conversations about like what's the future look like can you work these hours and have this commute forever probably not and maybe that's like overstepping our our role as a coach but I think when we connect with people, we can kind of read them and see if they're welcoming to advice like that. 
Oh, definitely. Um, the other thing I'm kind of interested about is like your company. Like you said, you have some dietitians. Like, how big is your company? How many employees do you have? Uh, we have a team of 57 people. Wow. Um, I think we have nine registered dietitians right now. Our uh, education department is led by Jess Bachman. She's a uh, PhD uh, registered dietitian. So our team is getting the most up-to-date evidence-based research right now. Um, man, it's just awesome. We've had 20,000 lifetime clients in about 45 countries, pretty much all word of mouth. Wow. That's amazing. Jeez. Um, how, like, how old is your company? Like how many years? So April, 2015 was when we officially started. Jeez. That, that's so, a fast coming growth. Up yeah. It's, um, we, uh, it's crazy, man. It's like customer service and the member experience is number one. So like that is like top notch. And on the back end, like we're scrambling to make sure everything is perfect to really scale this thing. Because I honestly think with the team we have and the people we've worked with in the community, like if you want to get in better shape and you want to improve your relationship with food, I don't know if there's a better solution out there. And that's really what we're trying to do. Man. Um, so when you started, like at what point did you realize you needed more people on your team? Oh man, it was, it took a while and, uh, it, I didn't accept what was happening for a while because I just didn't think it was like a real thing. So I started in April, 2015. I think I had like eight clients that first month and it just started snowballing and I was still working full time in human resources and I was juggling the stronger you business at the same time along with all the clients. And I think I had, when I quit my job, I had 350 active clients and about a month after that, I hired three coaches and then we just kept growing and growing. And now there's 50 something coaches. Wow. So when you first started, like, what were you doing to attract people to your company? Like, what was the secret sauce as they say? <laughs> it goes back to spending a lot of time on Facebook. Uh, I just always was interacting with my network. I was fortunate enough to know a lot of people locally and connect with a lot of people in person, which is something I think the online nutrition or fitness person doesn't do enough of. And I got a few really solid core clients and it just grew from there. Amazing. So what's kind of the plan for the future for Stronger You? Oh man, it's uh, it's just keep doing what we're doing, improve every process we're having or we, we do, uh, make our company the number one nutrition solution in the world somehow. We're working backwards to try to make that happen. We have a lot of amazing people on staff to do that from recipe creators to uh, chief of strategy and business development, uh, PhDs, ex-Amazon employees, Wharton Business School graduates. Uh, we're trying to amass a super team of people that really just give a shit about making people better. Awesome. So for your like coaching, do you guys use any kind of like software or anything like that? So we have an, uh, an app in development, custom uh, proprietary software that we're not sure when we'll be ready, but we love the team that's behind it right now. I think it's going to be an awesome assistant to what we do every day. Yeah, I think like the more interactive you are with your clients, especially online, the more they kind of feel like they have a team around them. Yep. I've chatted with a lot of different like online coaches and they all have different styles to, you know, like I personally like to check in with my clients every single day because I just feel mm -hmm. like 
it's you know they're paying you money like you might as well be like hey what's going on right, and right. whereas like some other coaches will like at the end of the week we'll just follow up with them and see how things are going but like what have you seen for the most success like daily check-ins or you know at the end of the week like what's your thoughts so I think there's a um, kind of has to be somewhere you have to meet in the middle. I don't agree with the coaches that are like, you know, email me once a week and that's the only time you can talk to me. We like to give our, our clients full access of the coaches so they can talk to the coach whenever they want. I do expect the clients, I'm sorry, the coaches to check in with the clients, but I don't like daily for a few reasons. I don't think we could run a successful business with that much, uh, accountability given from our side. It's just a time constraint. And I think it might make people worse in some cases. I think it becomes, um, instead of a coach, we become a crutch and people are like, well, they're going to come get me. They know I'm here. They're going to come talk to me every time. I want the accountability from the client to reach out to the coach when they need, but we are always there whenever they need us. Fair enough. Do you, do you find that now that you've opened that kind of open line of communication, people do reach out or do you have some people that kind of fall off the wheels a little bit? So it's it's a combination. There's a lot of people that will talk almost every day. And then there's people that feel like they're bothering the coach, which is something I'm always touching on. And I'll always say like, hey, you paid for this. You come talk to us whenever you want. We are in your pocket at all times. If we're not asleep or busy doing something, we will talk to you. Amazing. Um, people, people get shy and they don't, yeah. you know, I'm like, no, man, we're, we're here. Like, just come talk to us. And our community does help out a ton with that stuff. Cool. There you go. The other question that I'm like thinking of in my head is like, because you have so many people, like, do you guys just do like weekly Skype meetings with all of you at the same time? Like, how do you, you know, run the business primarily <laughs> online like i'm always kind of curious about stuff like that yeah so there there's uh so 57 people all working in different places around the country and north america we even have someone in bermuda um so we are not always in the same room which is a good thing and a bad thing sometimes i think uh if we were all together we wouldn't really get work done because we'd be having a good time talking but on the flip side, we do have to make sure everything is uh, strategic and consistent. So we do have a workspace. It's like a Facebook company that it's like where everyone interacts. So we have like all these groups with all the coaches and all the staff. And we do have um, a bunch of different meetings and things throughout the month. Sweet. There you go. I would imagine it would be a challenge if you guys all got together at one time just to get things done. Yeah, we were actually in Sedona. We had a company retreat where uh, almost every single staff member was there, and we went over a bunch of stuff. We hiked the Grand Canyon, um, did a bunch of meetings and stuff. It was really cool to interact with everybody. Sweet. There you go. Um, The other thing I wanted to bring up is, like, the successful clients, and I'm kind of curious – seeing some clients going from like day one to finally kind of hitting their goals and staying with their goals and sustaining their um, weight loss or whatever goal they had, like what kind of characteristics do you, have you seen of those successful people compared to the ones that are constantly struggling? I think they accept that it will be work and it will be a struggle and they understand it will be worth it. Sometimes people's lives are on the line. Sometimes it's performance related. And the characteristic of the successful client 
client is someone that embraces the process rather than than fights it. Too many people are, I heard this, I heard that, I don't want to, I can't. And it's really like, man, just if you just tried it and build up off that momentum, you would see some life-changing shit. Yeah, and I think a lot of people just sometimes just think it's unattainable. Like, if it's not going to happen in eight weeks, it's never going to happen. And, like, I think we all know that it's going to take a couple of years to actually get to that, you know, imaginary success that you have in your head that most people will never reach unless they actually put their full effort into it. Right, and I think it's it's interesting. Like, if you think of the work involved in most things, nothing has that guaranteed return on investment like fitness. If you work, you will see improvement. That can't be said for everything. Yeah. Like, the fact that, it, like, for most people, it's really tough to, you know, achieve weight loss and keep it off, you'd think that it would be difficult to achieve. Like, you know, right. a lot of people want to make more money, but if they don't put the effort to, like, actually do it, then they'll probably not, you know, get that. And most people just bitch and complain. They're like, oh, I don't have enough money. Blah. Oh, yeah. It's, dude, it's like anything, man. Everything is going to take a little bit of work. Some things are harder than others. But you never know if you're going to be that successful person unless you actually try it. And everyone wants to think, like, well, it can't happen to me. Well, fitness and nutrition, it does not discriminate. And... I'm going to steal a quote from a friend of mine that said, science doesn't throw a party and forget to invite you. This shit works for every single person that does it. So just try it. The other thing too I wanted to bring up was like, what's your thoughts on like motivation? Like, do you think, you know, as us coaches, we can like put in motivation to another person? Because like for me, I kind of personally believe that motivation is a feeling just like being happy and sad, right? Like you can't be happy all the time, every single minute of every single day. So I'm kind of curious, like, do you believe in motivation? Like, do you think you can motivate another person? I think for the most part, I think motivation is bullshit. I think people depend on it and they always want to be motivated, but you're never going to always be motivated. You kind of just have to do things even when you don't want to do them. And sometimes people will say, well, my coach isn't motivating me. And I'll say, well, their job is not to motivate you. Their job is to Provide the conditions in which you motivate yourself, and that's through accountability, uh, realistic structure of diet, and reasons for doing things. And motivation, man, it's like the the motivational meme thing. It's like at that moment, you're going to be fired up, and maybe you'll be inspired to do something that will create the discipline needed to see that through. But if somebody is always looking for motivation and reading all these self-help books and all this shit, it's just not to work. It's a dead end. Yeah. Yeah, like, I'm a huge fan of, like, Gary Vaynerchuk, and he always spits out, you know, patience and consistency, and I'm like, that works for everything in life, right? Like, you just need to grind it out every single day, and if you're not willing to put in the work, it's it's never going to happen, right? Like, it's not going to be all rainbows and unicorns. <laughs> yeah, and with that said, though, I think um, – a lot of people have to realize when they're working hard at the wrong thing. And that could be diet, that could be job, that could be whatever. You need to know when to recognize what's actually improving and what's not. Yeah, and like the another thing that Gary said, like his ultimate goal is for people to stop consuming his content and actually do the work. And it's like 
how you brought up of all the self-help books like so many people will read those over and over and over again it's like why don't you implement it and start practicing it daily and that's what's going to make a difference it's so funny you said that i was literally thinking this last night because everyone is always trying to get these books that help them and there's a few really good ones but it can almost be like an addiction to the idea of self-help and no one there's so many people that just don't act on it yeah it's it sucks because it's like you can have like we're so we have so much access to information like you just go on google you just you'll learn everything or if you you know spend an hour a day on youtube on like how to fix this or how to do that like you would have so much information at your disposal but for some reason we just we just don't apply it it's it's so strange we like the idea of change not actually changing yeah definitely um let's get into like what you're kind of excited about the nutrition world today like what what are you reading what have you been seeing and you're just like man i can't wait for this thing dude there's nothing in particular that has me super excited except like really taking a I guess like the 30,000 foot view on someone's overall well-being rather than just looking at the food stuff and the food science. I think seeing people experience like everything about wellness is a huge thing. I think too many people are, are focused just on the nutritional science and not so much everything. But it seems what I really love is that there's there hasn't been a time where there's been this many informed coaches out there. And it's, it's really cool to see that. So this would be another good question that I haven't asked in a while. Is like now because there's so many more informed coaches, more information available, but people are still struggling with weight loss, do you think that as an industry as a whole, we're failing the general population? Oh, man, it's, it's tough because I don't know whose responsibility it is to be like to take over the nutritional world and inform everybody of the right way. I think we're getting there, but those fad diets, they sound sexy. They sound easier. They sound better, for lack of a better word. They're not. We know that. But I don't think we'll – man, I don't think we'll ever win that battle over what sounds more convenient. Yeah. You'll never package and market something like simple as just sleep more. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, you see it, it's, it's huge. There's, I'm not going to name the diet, but it's making a huge comeback right now. And it's like, that might be okay for the right person, but that's probably not you. You need a little more variety. Yeah. Like I, I always tell people when they like, Anytime I go into a social setting and they find out that I'm a coach, they're like, oh, what do you think about this? What do you think about this? And I'm like, well, can you do it for the rest of your life? And they're like, no. (laughs) Yeah, And that's like with tracking. I don't expect people to track every day of their life unless they want to. If they want total control, cool, man, track everything. But here's how you can graduate to not tracking. That's what I want to teach people. But that's like the awareness they need to have to know without logging and tracking everything they're eating – that they're still making the right decisions. No, most definitely. Um, so maybe for the last question, because we're coming up to our time here, is where can p- people find you online? Where can they learn more about Stronger You Nutrition? And anything else you want to plug on my show, you can right now. Uh, so I'm pretty much everywhere on social media. Uh, Mike Dola, you can find me on Facebook, uh, Instagram, at mdola, our Stronger You website 
site is strongeru.com, and that's the letter U. My personal email, if you have any questions, um, mike at strongerufit.com. And I love helping the industry, man. I'm, I'm all over the place in a lot of these coaching groups. I love to just see high-quality coaches out there. So if anyone has questions or needs help with their business, I am not a business coach. I am not selling anything. But if you ever want to talk, I am around. Awesome. So thank you so much for your time. This was amazing. Dude, thank you, man. This is awesome. Okay, so that's going to wrap up episode 198 with Mike from Stronger U Nutrition. And again, quick reminder, I am opening up two spots for my online coaching. 2019 is really fast approaching and if you've been listening to my show for a while and been like you know what that Raf guy knows his shit you know he seems very personable he knows what he's talking about and he's all right with the photos and videos and blogs that he writes that he posts every single day I think one day I would want to have you know a coaching relationship with him rather than just listening to him while I'm driving my car and doing whatever I'm doing. So click the show notes, hit the link for the online coaching application, and I will email you back and we will set up a Skype call to see if we're a good match for coaching. And I will be forever grateful for all my listeners if you continue to share and spread the word of this podcast, and I will continue giving you the best fitness and health information on the planet on this show, week in, week out, for the rest of my freaking coaching career, which is going to be freaking amazing because every year and every episode, I try to make this thing better. So until next time, you guys, that's it for me.